everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the podcast that is dedicated to educating around fitness, nutrition, wellness, and of course, mindset. Now, if you are someone who has been listening for a while or just getting started and you love health and fitness, you love to learn about it and want to grow and learn even more, please make sure you check out our upcoming certifications, our fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certification, which you can learn more about at fitchicksacademy.com. So again, we have both of our certifications up and coming. You can check them out at fitchicksacademy.com where you can learn more, get certified and help others fall in love with their health. All right. Thank you so much for listening today and on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, we have a very special interview with Michelle Scarlett. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm so excited. I know offline, we were just chatting quite a bit, and I feel like it's interesting. When I was talking to you, I felt like I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like we've talked for like 100 years. Like I feel like I just know you right away, (laughs) and it was really cool. Um, So just for everyone to know, like you are the founder of um, CoreFit as well as an online personal trainer. So can you tell them a little bit more about what it is that you do in CoreFit in in your business? Absolutely. So I guess my journey started um, about 13 years ago when I opened a, like a brick and mortar studio called Core. Um, And then like, it was amazing and definitely gave me my foundation. And then when the pandemic hit, we were like, we were forced to go online. The gym was closed. I'm here in Toronto. So we were pretty much closed for the entire time. Um, so I really pivoted my business and um, we went fully online. And by the time gyms were allowed to open again, almost two years later, I was like, you know what? I'm really loving this idea of training online. Um, my reach is now like across North America and into Europe. Um, we offer into Australia as well. And I just feel like through CoreFit, which is now my online um, personal training studio, um, just the the ability to help more and more women like across the world has been so rewarding for me. I mean, I live in sort of, um, I live in Toronto, but or my studio was in Toronto, but we're, I live in a very like small town kind of thing. And so we just, we really were, our reach was really only quite small here. And I always dreamed of something bigger. So believe it or not, as awful as the pandemic has been, it really did allow me to um, access a goal within me that I didn't even know I had. And so through the CoreFit training program, um, obviously we do workouts and we, we focus on meal planning and, and, and nutrition, et cetera. But I think the thing that makes CoreFit different is that we focus so much on mindset. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want, actually, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and you talked a lot about, <clears throat> excuse me, like if you don't heal like the emotional stuff like if you don't if you go into a new program a workout program and you don't actually like understand your why you know if you don't know why you're coming home from a stressful day and like deciding to eat everything in the pantry or if you don't know why you're going to the gym and like you just want to get this sweat on because you want to burn as many calories as possible like you haven't really uncovered what's going on inside of you, you know, you might be motivated for six weeks and you might see some pretty great results in six weeks, but then what, you know, if we're just dipping into old habits all the time, um, you're going to be in this cycle, this yo-yo cycle that we all know. Right. So we definitely focus a lot on like mindset and healthy habit building within the corporate community. I love that. I actually have like goosebumps as you're saying that because it's like, it speaks to my soul so strongly because I'm like, man, 
I know that cycle, right? Like I have been in that cycle when I was 15, when I was 18, when I was 22, like just doing all the things and thinking I'm doing all the things, but without doing that introspective work. And once I did that, and once I shifted that, it's like not a thing I'm doing, but a person who I am and like part of who I am, that's when the magic happens. Right. And that's so cool that you focus on that. Now I'm really excited and honored that you're here today because I know we are going to be talking about something that I'd love to do, which is kind of like myth busting, talking about like the lies that the fitness industry tells us or that marketing in general is telling us out there. And we're going to be tackling some big ones today. So I just want to like get right into it because this is talking about sort of what you were just saying, where it's like the lies that are basically keeping you stuck or putting you into that cycle and then how we can kind of break free from that and get away from those things. So the first one that I really want to talk about is the idea of or like magic pills or the fad diets, the quick fixes, because I think that is like the biggest sort of marketing thing that is out there consistently over and over again. And I know offline, we were talking about like how just over the decades, like, I mean, we've seen it over and over again. It's just one quick fix after the other one fad diet after the other. And I'm not saying that there isn't a purpose or a foundation to some of them, but a lot of them are just, it's almost like they're exploited to become something that they're not supposed to be. Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, if you think about like, so if we go back to the late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, you talked briefly about Atkins. Yes. Like Atkins is ultimately just keto 20 years later. later right. right? <laughs> uh, South Beach was another one in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, we're getting, you can get into, oh my goodness. Um, do you remember Hydroxycut? Yes, of course. I took <laughs> so it like, when I was like 16 or something. I got it from the US because it wasn't available in Canada because it wasn't approved. For and good reason. I, I, you know, and I remember I was having heart palpitations and I was like, uh, and I felt so jittery and weird. And I was like, I probably shouldn't be taking this. And then I'd Absolutely. I stopped taking it, but I do remember it. Like I, I do remember it being such a hype thing at the time. And I was like, I need that, right? The magic yeah. pill, I need that. <sighs> That I'm telling you, like we've spoken it briefly, marketing, uh, it, it does wonders. Like no wonder women and men um, fall for this stuff. Like it's like no shame in that. We've all sort of been there, especially like for me in the late 90s, I was like sort of just coming into my teenage years and all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, an ad, Kate Moss had an ad that said, um, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. I remember. And like, yeah. And so, you know, like you start thinking about that and you're like, oh yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're in that sort of formative years and your early teenage years and you're thinking, oh, I'm starting to notice my body. I'm starting to notice attention in different ways. And then all of a sudden you're like plop down in front of the TV and you see things like the magic hydroxy cut pill or this fat burner or this crash diet or whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, this is going to make me better. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to like myself more and more people are going to like me. Mm -hmm. So I think it starts from a very young age. And then all of these, like just fad diets, crash diets, you know, magic pills, et cetera. They just keep cycling around with a new name. It's like the same problems with a different haircut. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I definitely like, just want to make it very clear for your listeners. Like, it's like not your fault for falling into these things, but, and we've really been conditioned for a very long time um, that losing weight or being as thin as you can or being skinny or whatever, whatever your, whatever the look is that's resonating with you, 
You need to get it fast and you need to get it effortlessly. And otherwise, you know, you're not worth it. And so we we're subliminally told this. Yeah. So A, no wonder it's not, or it know that it's not your fault. Um, but also know that anything that happens quickly will also disappear quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you or, or any of your listeners or any of my clients or your clients have struggled with this yo-yo effect over the years, it's likely because you haven't found the thing that is um, sustainable for you. Mm-hmm. And so we want to definitely avoid the um, quick fixes. Quick fixes. And I'd like to add to that too, in, in the sense of talking about it from also extreme measures. Because I think it's like quick fixes are like the things that you think it's like the magic pills and stuff, but then also the extreme measures, you know, and I'll give you a great example of that. So when we first started Fit Chicks, um, and this is probably back in like, it wasn't when we first started, it was around like 2012 or 13 or so. Um, Laura and myself decided that we just love to like learn and grow and like see what other coaches are doing and trainers. So we actually went to the biggest loser ranch in Utah and the biggest loser team. So we didn't, we weren't like not on the show, but we went for one week and it's this ranch in Utah that helps with like extreme weight loss and things like that. And we were like, let's just go see what it's about. Right. Like we just wanted to go and check it out and see like, could we do the training regime? What are they eating? What are they talking about? Like all of that, just out of pure curiosity. And when we were there, it was training for eight hours a day. Um, you were eating <laughs> 1200 calories a day. I was oh my gosh. starving, but when I say I'm starving, I mean, on a regular day, I eat about 2000 calories for maintenance. I was eating 1200 calories and I was wearing my, so throughout the entire week that we were there, I wore my heart rate monitor every day and we were burning 3,500 plus calories a day with the amount of training we were doing because they also took us on like a more extreme venture than something like they would be like, instead of walking the trails, you're going to run them. And instead of doing this, you're going to do a boot camp, Right. And so they had us doing like really extreme measures and pushing us, which was fine. Cause we were there for that, like push to see, could we do this? But like, I remember having conversations with a lot of the people that were there. And the reason why I share this is that the extreme measures would work for short periods of time. There were people there that were, you know, this was, real, like this is real life. Right. And for them, it was like life or death scenarios for some people, like they had morbid obesity issues and they were there to try to help be able to transform their life. And I really like honor what it was that they were doing, but I was so nervous with some of the conversations because after they left the ranch, they had to go back to their regular day-to-day life. And right. Did they actually learn things to me? How am I going to work out for eight hours? Like, how am I going to fit this in? And I'm like, you can't, it's not right. realistic. And so we have to develop a realistic plan. And I, of course I wasn't coached there, so I couldn't give them that advice necessarily, but I could tell them sort of from my experience, this won't be possible. So you do have to find, and they were really great. Let me say like, um, before you left the ranch, you did have a meeting with, um, they had like a clinical, it was a psychologist there to talk through like the mental sort of process and like develop sort of an action plan. But it was still just really like not heart wrenching. It was heart wrenching. It was like, it was like that feeling of just being like, I have so much hope for you to be able to be successful, but then just like this fear that you would feel like you have to stick to this plan, this extreme measures, right? Cause that's what that was. It was extreme measures to get to a place. And so just trying to find the balance for them, I think was really challenging. So again, I'm uh, for anyone listening, obviously you're probably not doing those kind of extreme measures, but even if you're doing other extreme measures, 
it's like, well, I was just going to say always work or the, yeah, I was just, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say like, you know, um, like unless you can stick to keto, like long-term, I only know one person of all the people I've ever trained and he doesn't drink alcohol and he doesn't like sweets. So those like, so it works for him. Um, but in 15 years of training people, so I would say that that's kind of an extreme measure, but let's think about like, so ideal, uh, that just is like cutting out carbs. So if in your twenties, cutting out carbs or skipping a meal for, you know, every day for five days, got you into those genes. Well, that's like, what's going to, you're going to keep doing the same extreme thing. And so now, you know, let's fast forward 20 years and you're in your forties. And all of a sudden those things aren't working the same anymore mm-hmm. because what you've done, like the damage you've done to your body, you know what I mean? Your body remembers. So if every six months you're going on some four week crash diet to lose five pounds, but then you gain 10 and then you lose five and gain 10, lose five and gain 10. You're, you know, by the time you're in your forties, you're maybe up 20 pounds and now you're really desperate. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know some, some women who have, um, cut out literally every food group. I'm, I, this, this honestly broke my heart. Um, she needed help with her nutrition. She called me. She had told me that somebody, a trainer had told her to cut out everything except for green vegetables. Oh my gosh. And, and I was like, hold on, hold on. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? She goes for six months. I have only for been eating months. like, yeah, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, zucchini. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. I was like, we're, we have some work to do, but she found she wasn't losing anything. Right. Because she was like, she was in such an extreme state. She had done it previously and dropped like 15 pounds in two weeks. Right. So to her, it worked, but we know that's not even close to sustainable or healthy by any means. No. Um, And it stopped working because she had kept putting pressure on herself. Right. She kept trying to do this extreme thing. And eventually your body adjusts and goes, no, you know, I'm not doing this for you now. Yeah. So the people on the ranch or like even just the show in particular, like they may have been there for six months, but I think it's something like 90% of the contestants on that show um, have gained all the weight back. And then some, because is it really healthy habit building or was that all just for TV? Is it, you know what I mean? It's extreme measures for extreme results, but it's quick fixes. It's even though it doesn't feel quick, sometimes it's still quick fixes for the problem. It's not going to the root of the problem, which is what we were talking about in the beginning. It's you have to go to the root of the problem. You have to, you have to heal that side of it. Those people need to see that this is something they can sustain for the rest of their life, which the eight hour extreme workout, like after five days, I was like, please get me out. I remember we were laying in bed at the ranch and I'd be responding to emails with just like a Y or an N like Y for yes. And for no, cause I couldn't even like, I had no energy to even write like the full words. Like I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm so tired. Right. And we would just be like falling asleep constantly. And when they would open up the salad bar at dinner, cause you could eat all you could eat salad. I ate like seven plates of salad. So I was like, please just give me volume, anything. I'm so hungry because we were burning so much. And- so, you know, this, so like that also is breaking my heart. Like I know you did that like for a week, but like people who go there and like invest their time in oh. that type of thing, like the holistic health coach in me is like, but do you know what you're doing to the insides of your body? Like your stress systems yeah. are freaking out. And then ultimately it's going to lead to like, hormone imbalances and gut issues. And like, like down the line, there's going to be so much more to fix Mm -hmm. than just weight. 
Of course, 100%, which is why I think, you know, having that as the number one thing that we're talking about today is so important that like the, the quick fixes, the magic pills, all those things, it's, it's marketed so well, but what we need to really find is something that you can sustain for long-term, a strategy, a plan that makes sense for you and your lifestyle. And it might take a longer time to get to where you want to be, but that's, and then we'll talk about that as number three, but that's like the most important thing is just to have something that you can be consistent with. Absolutely. No, I agree a hundred percent. And to your listeners, like if you're kind of sitting here resonating with, you know, the yo-yo effect, or you've done the extreme thing, like let's make a plan to make it be sustainable going forward because you will save so much pain and like even just the stress of trying to be on some restrictive diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now going on to the second one, I know the second thing that I want to talk about in terms of like lies or misconceptions is the whole idea around movement. You know, oftentimes people think, okay, if I'm going to start trying to, if losing weight is my goal, and that's not always people's goal, but let's just say if that was my goal, I'm going to think, or what we're marketed or told is working out longer is better. Working out harder is better. If you don't sweat, it doesn't count. All of those messages, right? And those those are real messages that are out there. And I know I believe them too, which is again, if you believe it, it's not your fault. I believed all of those things before I had the education and the tools um, that I have today. But before I had that, I believed all of those things. I would run 10K four times a week and I would be like sweating and dying and like, oh my gosh, like, and I did all of those extreme measures to try to get to the result that I was trying to to get to. And I never got there. Let me just say, like, I I, never reached the actual physical goals that I tried to attain when I was younger, even with doing those extreme measures, I never got there because I wasn't doing it properly. So like two things on that, like maybe why you didn't get there. One, I believe that again, if you don't heal the emotional stuff, that goal is a forever moving goalpost. Of course. So like, you know, you might lose the 10 pounds or the 20 pounds or whatever, but then all of a sudden you're looking at yourself from a different view now. You're like, oh, but I don't like this. I don't like this. I'd like to be this, you know, whatever. Um, So that goalpost is forever moving. So of course you didn't attain your goal. Yeah. Um, And two, like... (laughs) This, like, I can't, I can't, um, harp on this enough. The stress that you put your body under when you're, if you're running 10 K four days a week and not eating properly to sustain the energy for that mm-hmm. stress hormones through the roof will put everything on pause until you come down. Completely. I remember at that time I was, um, uh, I was working with a naturopathic doctor because I was like, I don't understand what's going on with my body. And I was getting a lot of dizzy spells and it was because my stress hormones were so high. Right. And my, I had such adrenal fatigue and I still to this day do, but I'm working, I, I consistently work with a naturopath because I can't change my lifestyle. <laughs> That's another story. But, um, when I was working with this naturopathic doctor, she was saying that she actually was a specialist when it came to stress because she used to train for marathons. And when she was training for marathons, she would usually gain about 13 pounds. And she was like, what is happening? This is before she understood how all of this worked. And then she realized she was like, oh my gosh, I'm causing so much stress on my body that it's actually holding on to weight. It's like it, the stress hormones are just like holding on to everything. My estrogen levels are increasing. Everything is increasing because I am training so hard. And I have been there. So I have truly been there exactly in that state also. Right. But unless yeah, in my, that, you, you have no idea what's going on. Right. And I think that's what we're talking about today. And that's why it's so important to talk about it. 
And now imagine, so like, let's say you're running four days a week, or you have like in high intensity training four days a week, five days a week, whatever it is, and you still aren't reaching that. So what are you going to do? You're going to now cut your calories in even more. You're down to a thousand calories. They, you're like literally perpetuating the cycle of stress mm-hmm. that's never going to get you anywhere. And, you know, I'm a perfect example of that in my twenties. You know, I was like, I owned my gym. I was training every single day. It was like, you give me any kind of sport or challenge and I'm going to hit it. Like I just had so much drive to be like the fittest person you would ever meet <laughs> until about five years ago, I got really sick. Like everything just totally crashed. Um, and it started with ultimately it, it was chronic stress that did it to me. Um, and I started working with a, with a functional medicine doctor and I actually became certified in functional medicine just last year um, for this purpose, because slowing it down a little bit and like healing my body actually was the thing that I needed. Right. Right. So the sweat, you know, the hours of cardio, the hours of fasted cardio, the, you know, crazy Olympic lifting. I was wondering why I was constantly injured. I was wondering why I wasn't sleeping at night and I couldn't, you know, get rid of the little bit of cellulite that I thought I had. You know what I mean? Like I was just in such a negative space around it all that it wasn't until I took a step back, zoomed out and was like, oh, my system is freaking out from this. For sure. So what do you recommend then for our listeners that maybe have those beliefs, right? Because again, it is something that we're marketed to, we're told, or we believe, you know, a workout has to be an hour uh, in order to be effective, but that's like because the gyms pay trainers an hour. That's why that's traditionally, if you look back at why classes and everything are an hour, it's because they pay trainers by the hour. So Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be an hour to be effective, but what do you tell your clients or our listeners now, how do they adjust this or what are your recommendations for shifting out of that state of believing that it has to be longer, it has to be harder, it has to be faster, it has to be more? So this is truly just like an education piece. Um, If it was my clients specifically, because I have a very good understanding of this, then I specifically would be like, let's look at your food. If you want to train this hard, then we have to nourish your body. Mm -hmm. So like it has to be both. You can't do like crazy training and then eat minimal. Like we have to get it back to a place like, so if you're training like that, carbohydrates are going to be your best friend because it's the only macronutrient that actually nourishes your adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. And if your adrenal glands are tanked, let's just say that everything else in your body is going to kind of go downhill eventually if you don't address it. So um, most people's first go-to is to drop carbs and increase exercise, probably the worst case scenario. And I don't want to speak for other trainers out there, um, but I would say to your listeners that hiring a professional that will help educate you Mm -hmm. on like where you're at in terms of your exercise, um, in terms of your exercise level, in terms of your intensity, and then matching it with your food to maybe unfortunately slow the process of weight loss down a little bit so that your body doesn't have a stress response to it. Right. Or, you know, if I was a trainer in a gym, I would spend an hour with somebody. Sure. But we would do a really great mobility warm up you know, then we would do our training and it can still be intense. Like it, it doesn't have to be easy by any means. It can still be tough and you can still feel very accomplished. Um, but then, you know, 10 minutes of some stretching at the end. And the other thing is that I wouldn't, the first question I ask my clients, um, before we start training is 
how does your body feel today? How did you sleep last night? You know, if I have a new mom, yeah. yeah, if I have a new mom and she's like, I got three hours of sleep last night, then I will ultimately say to her like, okay, how do you feel about slowing things down today? Like you're already in a stressed state. I don't need to add more to this for you today, but I understand that movement is important. And so we can, we can slow things down, you know, whatever. And I would tailor our session around not like necessarily an injury. I would, if it was that, if that was the case, but like, just how are you feeling? Right. Um, and I think that's super important that if you are going to hire a professional, um, that they have to design a program for you and how you feel each day, not just like, Oh, you want to lose weight. This is what you have to do every day to do this. <laughs> no, Amen like you have to explain it. 100% agree with you. I think it's, it's so, so important. And if someone is just giving you a plan that is just like this cookie cutter approach, and we talk about this all the time on Fitchick Chat, um, and we teach this in our Fitchick's and uh, Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification, where we're teaching you, it's like, it has to be customized. It has to be specific to the person's lifestyle, to their environment, to their needs, to their goals, to every aspect, you have to look at all of the pieces of the puzzle. If you only look at one aspect, if you're just like, well, this is what I did and this is what's going to get you results, or this is what my other client does and that gets them results. It doesn't work. It's funny. I did another test. So I like to do a lot of tests apparently. (laughs) And I, uh, a few years ago, Laura, my business partner, she trained, she wanted to do a bikini competition. She wanted to see if she could do it and push her body to that limit. Okay. That's a whole other story about how that completely (laughs) damaged her emotionally and physically and hormonally and everything else, which she can share. It's not my story to share, but it was not, it was not good in the end for her, for her experience. Now at the time though, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to do the same workout program. And so I hired her coach and he literally gave me the exact same workout program and the exact same meal plan. Now she is 5'11 and I'm 5'3". We are completely different body types, completely different humans. We have different lifestyles. I had a new baby. I was like a new mom, everything. Like all of these things, these factors were so different. And it was so interesting because she ended up losing a lot of weight, getting like the six pack, getting on stage, whatever. And my body ended up getting really puffy and really like heavy and really, I just felt so awful. It was like actually one of the worst feelings that I had. And I'm not saying all bikini coaches are terrible or anything like that. So please, anyone listening, don't think that what I'm saying is that my experience with doing the same cookie cutter approach that he basically was doing with all of his clients gave us extremely different results which is why it has to be customized, which is what I wanted Absolutely. to The point that I wanted to share is that it has to be customized because doing that exact same plan, they got somebody one result, got the other person a different result. And this is my own personal experience. So, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I used to coach uh, women for bodybuilding competitions or like bikini competitions. And there's no way that my programs would look exactly the same. It would totally depend um, yeah. on the person in front of me. Now, I, w- I do want to say sort of along these lines, like in this myth category, um, is that you hear people like, ooh, this is a fat loss workout. Well, so here's the interesting thing is that like, if you were my client and some, you know, like Marie over here was also my client, um, would there be squats in both of your programs? Probably. You know what I mean? Like there are exercises that are staple exercises that are fantastic for everybody, assuming there's no injury or no inability to do it. Um, but like, you can't 
I, like, I, I don't want to say to you like, oh, squats are strength building because you want to build strength and then turn around to somebody and be like, oh, squats are fat. <laughs> like you, you'll lose fat doing squats because they're, they're like a fat loss exercise. So like, that's definitely a myth around different workouts as well. That's like not really true. Like ultimately when it comes to workouts, it's like building muscle, your body is like burning more through the day. You will eventually lose fat no matter what, (laughs) right? I mean, as long as you're eating, what I'm saying is there's no fat loss workout specifically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like the, the fat loss is the result of doing the work. It's not, it's not the thing that you're doing. If that makes sense. I I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, exactly. So going on, I love all of this now, but going on to myth number three, which I think ties back to like sort of what we're talking about in the beginning, because the sort of lies or myths that we're told in number three is that if you don't have the results that you desire, it's because you're doing something wrong. And I think that this is something that people truly believe. They think, well, it must be because I ate that chocolate bar yesterday that I'm not getting my results, or it must be because I'm not working out hard enough, or I'm not working out long enough, or I am not supplementing properly, or all of these things that we believe, because again, we're marketed to, because there's genius marketers out there that are marketing to insecurities over and over and over again, which I hate so much um, about this industry, but it's, but it's true. Like people believe that if, if you don't have the result that you want, it's because you must be doing something wrong. What do you say to that when you have clients that feel that way, that feel completely defeated and they come to you and say, I'm doing everything I can. I'm not getting the results. What gives? Oh, well, first of all, it like breaks my heart to like, to think that any person would think that they're a failure because they haven't lived up to some marketer's expectation. Right. Um, of, of your body, like of something that is so individual, you know, that breaks my heart, first of all. So, um, Oh, what would I say to that person? First of all, we need to address some emotional issues. Like I, you know, I am not a therapist, but like, let's dig a little deeper. Like, let's be like, why is it that you at five, two, you know, want to look like this supermodel at five eleven? You know what I mean? Like we have to just understand right from the get-go that we are all so different we are meant to be different mm-hmm. and that like you said doing the same program as somebody else or the same thing that your coworker did or whatever may not get you the same results not to mention environmental factors um and i don't just mean like pollution although that could be a part of it like pollution is a stressor on our body if we are absorbing chemicals all day every day mm-hmm. um and and so what about, let's say you work the night shift. Well, like that's a stressor on your body. And like, that could be a contributing factor or like, are you a new mom? You know, do you have a supportive, uh, a group of people around you? Like there's so many more factors to like, just being able to say you've succeeded or you've failed mm-hmm. not to mention, um, this idea that like, once you reach your target goal weight, that it's not still just temporary, like everything in our life is temporary. And so are you the same weight as you were when you were 10? Are you the same weight as you were when you were 18? Like you were going to fluctuate your entire life. So to have this very rigid idea um, as to why you have failed 
to do this thing um, already seems like we're like we're we're down a problematic path. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I would I would try to shift mindset around this. You know, like I don't believe that there are like you can't fail at anything in life. There are only like learning experiences. So like if this didn't work for you, let's like really deep dig down deep and why. And then let's get you on this path. And like, I'm not saying that you can just like wave a magic wand and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my mindset's great. And now I'm going to do this and I'm going to succeed. Nope. It is a practice. It is every day talking to yourself, you know, like when you glance in the mirror and you go, oh God, my butt's so big or whatever it is that you're saying to yourself, right? Your narrative. Um, It's about questioning that every single time being self-aware and just being like, no, you know what? Yeah. My legs rub together, but every day I get out for a walk and they serve me exactly the way they are today. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it is baby steps, but I think addressing mindset around that issue or that myth that you are a failure. If if you don't live up to this crazy, um, subjective expectation, um, mindset is number one. And then, you know, in and along with that, we start focusing on all the non-scale victories, right? You know, like, let's talk about how heavy you're lifting compared to six weeks ago. Like, let's talk about how your clothes are fitting. Let's talk about how you can pick your kid up all day long and your back doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Totally. So that's, that's definitely how I would um, maneuver around this idea of like success versus failure in that world. Right. I love that. And I think those non-scale victories are probably some of the most important and most powerful because they start allowing people to shift. And, you know, even when we used to teach our Fitchix boot camps, um, at the beginning, we would offer assessments. So fitness assessments, but also measurements. Um, so just allowing people the choice, right? The fitness assessment was mandatory because we wanted that non-scale sort of non-measurable. I mean, non-measurement to be a different measurable. So we did it mm-hmm. as a group. Um, and that would be so exciting because my goal by the end of every eight week boot camp was to have people at the end not want to do their measurements again. That was actually my personal goal. Like it was like my like secret goal was like, okay, they did it in the beginning. That's cool. Like they're they're curious. And and if you want to use those, that's fine. But my by the end, my goal was always to be like, we have focused so much on like positivity, energy, how you're feeling, your strength, your endurance when we did the fitness test, that that would be enough. That would be enough to give them enough of a story to replace the one that they came in with. That was always my goal as a coach. And it would make me so like, just like my heart would explode because I'd be so happy when people would be like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, yes. One yeah, that's such a win. Moving subconsciously past that block that they may have came in with. Right. And so that was like, and again, it's not saying that those things are not important if those are important to you, but that was always my personal goal as a coach was to just shift the mindset towards health as opposed to measurements and sort of that, that sort of negative kind of focus that we're kind of told to focus on from outside people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I do the same thing. Um, so within my core fit community, we have an app that we use to track all the workouts and our workouts renew sort of, um, every four weeks they change. Yeah. So every Monday of the month is the same and you are expected to like in the instructions of my app, like by week three, 
you're expected to be progressing in some way um, from week one. So whether it's like you're lifting a little bit heavier or you're doing more rounds or you're running a faster kilometer or whatever it might be. And that's how all of my clients track their workouts. So we, at the end of the month, don't even think about talking about weight unless they want to share that with us. Yeah. Right. Unless they're like, woohoo, I'm down, whatever. Or like some people's uh, goals are to gain weight. And so like, if that's their win, we always discuss wins, then I'm open to celebrating that with them. But like directly in our programming, it is truly just like measurable with what you're lifting, how fast you're moving, you know, like performance-based goals, because I want, same as you, for all of my clients, that their, whatever number on the scale they're looking for is a secondary bonus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. You're right about that. I love that. I love that. And I love all of this today, Michelle, thank you so much for um, sharing. I feel like we conquered a lot of different sort of lies slash myths that happen in this industry and then just how we can kind of replace them and think about them differently. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, I'd love for you to also be able to share right now with our listeners, just a little bit more about how, if they're interested in learning more about CoreFit and what it is, of course, for everyone listening, all of the details will be in the show notes as well. So you can check it out there. Um, but can you just share a little bit more about your special offer that you have for our listeners as well? Absolutely. So, um, just because Amanda had me on the podcast today, anybody who, um, is listening is welcome. Again, it'll be in the show notes is welcome to a 14 day free trial of my app called CoreFit. Um, you can also go to www.corestudios.ca and it's right in there as well. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Scarlett underscore. And yeah, I'm in Toronto, Ontario. That's awesome. But you are online. So anybody listening, um, you can definitely access this, um, this app and the trial and work with you directly. So that's amazing. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Michelle, thank you again so much for your time, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Fit Chicks Chat. We will see you again next week and have yourself an amazing week, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.